Thank you for joining me, everyone. Chuck Morse here at the, the Morse Force. Uh, before I launch into the topic today, I just want to talk a little bit about what it is I'm doing right now. Um, I'm a former radio talk show host. Uh, I was at the USA Radio Networks for many years. They let me go about a year and a half ago, mainly because they changed formats. And now I'm beginning to get the talk show bug again. I want to get back in to, at some capacity. Uh, Tufts University was nice enough to give me a one-hour-a-week show, which is syndicated on a Boston community station. But I also am doing what you're watching right now, which is uh, a, a live and archived uh, internet program. The program is live on YouTube and Facebook. It's also archived on both YouTube and Facebook under the Morse Force. Um, and, you know, it's something that I am trying to do every day at noon, Eastern Standard Time, but I may not every day. I might do it a little different on some other days because that's how the Internet works. You don't have to, you're not, you're not you know, bound down to do it at the same time. However, I will be attempting to develop a consistency with this with the goal of eventually developing a phone line, which I know kind of how to do right now, but I'll get to it so that I can begin to take calls and we can develop a, uh, a, an online community that would be the equivalent of a radio station, except will there be no censorship or we could talk about whatever we want. And, um, but that's a little bit down the road. I wanted to want to get ahead of myself. The program is archived as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, um, TuneIn, Google Play, and Weebly. It is put up on my blog sites, which are The Morse Force, where it is then sent out to uh, primarily Facebook and Twitter, but also LinkedIn. And uh, I think that with some consistency and some daily uh, commentary, I'm hoping to develop a viable online program. Thank you. Now, I want to get to the, to the matter at hand today, which is a column that I wrote for Newsmax. I write a weekly column for Newsmax. This particular one, they decided not to publish for whatever reason. Uh, but uh, So I sent them a more tame one, actually. But here it is, the left's reckoning with Bill Clinton. Um, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but all of a sudden you get left-wing commentators saying that we have to, quote, reckon with Bill Clinton and his uh, deviant sexual past. Uh, not because all of a sudden they've become moral and... Uh, upright, but because of political reasons. So I'll get into it. Let me read the column, and I'll do a little comment. After covering up for President Bill Clinton's sexual improprieties for decades, the left is now suddenly calling for a reckoning with his legacy. How convenient. Clinton is no longer useful as a fundraiser, and his wife's political career has tanked after losing two bids for the presidency. With former DNC Chair Donna Brazile firing the last proverbial shot into the Clinton political corpse, they are now a liability. They're has-beens. No longer useful tools. The Clintons are being tossed out like old banana peels. How typical. For the first time, left-wing commentators on NPR are uttering the names of the women who accused Clinton of rape and sexual molestation women who were further harassed and vilified by Hillary Clinton. No longer are the charges against Clinton referred to as a, quote, vast right-wing conspiracy, as described by Hillary Clinton 
after the Monica Lewinsky scandal broke, but rather, at long last, Clinton's victims are now to be believed. A similar phenomenon occurred when former President Ronald Reagan was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. No longer posing as a threat and no longer able to speak for himself, the left suddenly began to cover their tracks of vilification by praising the former president. While the left could never forgive Reagan for leading the successful effort to collapse the leftist Soviet evil empire, or for such policies as cutting taxes without hurting the poor, the left had to acknowledge his successes, in vague terms of course, in order to maintain some semblance of credibility going forward. Now the left desperately needs to regain its footing as champions of women, considering the metastasizing sexual abuse scandals that involve predominantly liberal men like Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, Ben Affleck, and a growing list of other rogues who have been big donors to liberal candidates and champions of liberal causes. Like Clinton, these men got away with crimes against unconsenting women, and in the case of Spacey and others, unconsenting men, for decades and in clear view. This is not to say that conservatives don't occasionally get caught up in the net of sexual impropriety, as is possibly the case with Alabama senatorial candidate Judge Roy Moore. Yet the difference is that Moore's situation is the exception and not the rule, as it is with liberals, and Moore got no such protection, no cover-up, as was afforded the liberals in like condition. While it is hard to believe the more extreme charges against Judge Moore, because he is a good Christian man, no one, not even liberals themselves, for a minute questioned the legitimacy of the charges brought against Weinstein and his ilk. That is because we don't expect much in terms of moral scruples from these purveyors and practitioners of the moral and sexual revolution, of the mores of the sexual revolution. The charges against Clinton were also believed by most people, but the left looked the other way because of his political usefulness. As the scandal unfolds, and as the list of liberal abusers in government and in the private sector grows, we are told that all men behave this way and that this is connected to the abuse of power. This is a false Marxist dialectic that should be vehemently rejected. All men do not behave this way, despite the loosening of sexual mores that the inventors of this line of reasoning have foisted on society. And while it is true that the perverts who attack women are obviously engaging in a gross abuse of power, most powerful men and women do not behave this way. The attainment and use of power is more often a positive force. The purveyors of the sexual revolution that is the root cause of the epidemic of sexual abuse, are attempting to turn the tables as they hold up a mirror to the rest of us and to America, claiming that we, the majority, are like them and that success and capitalism are to blame. The same people who tried to replace the concepts of sin and guilt with moral relativism and free love should now, quote, reckon with their own behavior and, after confessing, they ought to consider repenting 
of their evil ways. Anyway, thanks for watching, everyone. As I mentioned, I'm doing the program Monday through Friday, around noon, give or take. And I would ask you or I would encourage you to join the, uh, the YouTube page by subscribing. Thanks a lot.